Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. We are all the way up to episode 503. We have been at this for five years. The whole idea is to bring information, cool ideas, thought-provoking discussions to all of you who are listening, because I've learned one thing. In all of my life, I know there is one thing for sure, and that is success leaves clues. When you get the chance to listen to really smart people who are doing really, really successful things, they can't help it. They have to leave you with an idea, a nugget, a theory, and you're going to walk away with that little inspiration, that little morsel that you're going to turn in to your own success. And today is going to be one of those shows because today I've got not one guest, I've got two. We have Adele Sears, who has been on this show before. She is an expert on public relations and how to handle sort of that image that your company needs out there to be able to thrive and succeed in the marketplace. And her business partner, Chip Massey, who is a former FBI hostage negotiator. And you might be thinking, now there's an interesting combination, PR and hostage negotiation. But I'll tell you what, the two of them have partnered together to put together a fascinating seminar in New York City called Convince Me. And it is all about how to talk your way into or out of any business situation. And they're using their expertise in PR and their expertise in hostage negotiation to really provide some amazing information. I'm really excited about this conference. I think it's one of those things that if you were to go and sit there and soak up everything that they and the other speakers that they have are going are gonna to share, you're going to walk away fully changed. But not everybody can go to New York, although some of you should. And what <laughs> I wanted to do was to bring them here to talk about what is a PR person and a former FBI hostage negotiator what can they share with all of us that can help our businesses? So Adele and Chip, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. <laughs> so Adele, let's start with you. Tell me about what started this whole idea of partnering with a former FBI hostage negotiator. And how did you guys come up with Convince Me? Sure. So um, we had met over a dinner um, uh, with mutual friends, mutual business um, owners. And um, I met Chip and I just thought, oh, my gosh, his experience and my background in crisis communications would be a really unique authoring offering. And um, we thought the idea of these FBI stealth meets business strategy and communications um, could be such an interesting way of looking at business problems, looking at, you know, some of the things that entrepreneurs deal with on an everyday basis. And, um, you know, I've been in communications for over 20 years, and I met um, I met Chip and uh, we were thinking about how our businesses work together and I felt like I learned so much from him and you know it's that's a neat place to be after you've been in a um, in a discipline for 20 years so um, I just think the combination of his background and my background together um, offer a really interesting perspective. So Chip let's jump over to you so your background was as an FBI negotiator let's talk a little bit about that what how first of all how does one become that? Okay. Sure. And the, the process is first you become a special agent um, and you have to be in the, uh, in the FBI for a while. 
they, the only people that are going to be able to apply to be the hostage negotiator is somebody that has time in. So you have time in and then you interview for it and you're interviewed by your peers. Um, and if you're selected, you go to uh, the, the auxiliary team and you go through courses of instruction. You go through, you know, you're the person that's carrying the equipment, right, to the, to the event. You're the one that's driving the van. Uh, you're doing all the, the slug work that nobody else, you know, wants to do because everybody else is, uh, is already uh, certified. And after you spend that time doing that and you show that you're, you're reliable and that you can, you know, you play well with others in the sandbox, then you can go and be, become certified uh, as a hostage negotiator. So what skills do you learn as a hostage negotiator that actually translate, you know, to, to business? I mean, what did you, you, you know, she, she introduced us when she and Adele introduced the two of us. She said you were a former FBI uh, negotiator. So I'm assuming that you're doing something else now. How did you transition out and what were the skills that led you to what you're doing today? Exactly. So I, I after 22 years in the Bureau, I retired um, uh, two years ago. And, I, you know, I knew I didn't want to go the, the regular uh, route of, you know, working as a compliance uh, official at a bank or something like that. So, um, you know, I, I knew that the skill set was what would be excellent for business communications. So, you know, how to build rapport rapidly, how to de-escalate a tense conversation, how to have critical conversations, how to build trust and rapport rapidly. Um, so all things that would, was a perfect template for, for the business community. So that's how that started. So let's talk about this seminar. So you guys met, you realized that there was some synergies. You both came at the idea of crisis and communication uh, from two totally different worlds. Uh, <laughs> how, how did you put this seminar together? When is it? Where is it? How do people find out information about it? Sure. So it is in New York City. It's called, um, uh, you can go to convincememasterclass.com. Um, and it is November 4th. Um, it's the only one we're going to be doing this year, but we plan on doing some more next year. Um, it is uh, the reason why we came up with this seminar concept is we just thought um, the melding of our two disciplines would give um, folks who are leaders, um, leaders, really anyone in the business world, um, the skills that we think matter, like being able to listen effectively. Um, that's actually something I would love Chip to jump in on. Um, you know, this idea of listening is it's really a lost art, but it's something that the FBI uses um, really um in, in such an interesting way. And I was kind of fascinated by that. So Chip, maybe let's, you can talk about this. Let's jump there because in our, in our pre-interview, one of the things Chip talked about was forensic listening. And I scribbled that down because I thought, Ooh, I wonder what that means. So, so Chip, why don't you talk about listening uh, from the standpoint of what the FBI does, and then let's translate that into business. Sure. Absolutely. So it, this, this concept is a, a melding of really uh, two, two theoretical concepts, two actual skill sets that, people can use. One is the active listening skill. And again, you know, it's, it's comprised of, of eight skill sets within that. And then there's empathy. And you combine the two and what you have is a forensic listening way. And what, I'm, what we mean by this is that, you know, listening, as, as you know, Tom, lost art, right? What, what did you, wait, what, wait, what did you say? I wasn't listening. <laughs> Uh, we are <laughs> notoriously horrible at it and becoming worse. I, I really feel we are. Uh, we're so distracted in so many respects and we miss so much. We miss so much in what 
people are trying to say, you know, either what through their words or what they're not saying. So this concept uh, is, is bringing those things together so that, you know, the, as a hostage negotiator, you are trained to, to dial in on that person as if nothing else existed. You have to focus solely on that hostage taker, that barricaded subject, the, uh, the person standing on the bridge in such a way so that there is no doubt in their mind that you are trying your best to connect with them. Hmm. That's, that's it in a nutshell. So how does and that, then, then how does that translate to the world of business? Adele, so you're, exactly. you're, Adele, well, you're the communication. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Tom. I, I was going to say, Adele, you're the communications expert. How do yeah. you, ta- how do you take a spin on that? Yeah, so it was kind of interesting. We we got asked to come in to um, IDEO, which is a really famous firm in New York City, um, as experts, and we had no idea what we were going to be asked about. They It was very cloak and dagger when we went into the meeting, and um, we went in, and they asked us a bunch of questions about how um, this consumer goods company based out of Peru could make better critical hires, and the thing that we talked about was this idea of forensic listening. And the reason why it's so important is because people reveal things, um, their cadence, their pitch, their tone of voice, um, it all reveals something um, about who they are, about what they want to project. And um, you can even see speech patterns. Um, I just think people are most of the time are not paying attention, especially on on, a, on an interview um, and when they're trying to get the right people in the door. I mean, you know, I was an entrepreneur for the past 13 years, I've had to hire a lot of different people. And sometimes you're filling in the blanks with what you want that person to have the skills they have, right? So um, it's really important to be um, a smart forensic listener um, when you're making critical hires. It's also important when you can do that uh, when you're trying to get clients, right? When you're in sales meetings, if you're a better listener, um, if a client does most of the talking, they will tell you what most of their problems are. Um, you can then take that, build it into bonding and rapport. Um, and uh, and you can do this in such a fashion that you will stand out from your competitors because you'd be a better listener than most people. So, so, you know. So you talked about bonding and rapport. One of the things that I know you're going to talk about at Convince Me is about how do you build trust quickly? And I know that's something, you know, through this communication chip that you guys have to do in the FBI. But let's talk about, let, let's give the listeners some, you know, not just theory. How do you build trust? Right. So it's, it, you know, one of the things that Adele reminded me when I was talking about the concepts of, of uh, host negotiation is that over 90% of what we do in negotiations, the host negotiations done over the telephone, Tom, over 90%. So we have no line of sight of the person that we're speaking to. It's, it's going to be over the telephone or it's going to be through a door that we're talking to that person. So how do you connect with a person and establish trust and rapport when it's only your voice? And it's and also it's, life and death situations, right? And Chip, maybe you can talk a little bit about that one situation with the um, with the sneakers and that kind of that, that that's a great story. Sure. So uh, there was uh, Tom. There was one time uh, we were in the Bronx. We were uh, arresting a violent felon, and uh, so we you, you know you call out the Calvary when it's something like that. So it's a it's a prep the night before. You go in, oh dark hundred, and in this case, the guy wasn't there. So we're doing the neighborhood canvas. We're looking around like, yeah, he lives there. We know, but he's not there right now. I don't know what happened to him. Okay, great. All we have is a phone number for this guy, right? Now, mind you, we've got about 26 people on this arrest team. 
We've got air support. We've got the locals. It's, you know, carted off. It's a whole thing. Now, so they decide, all right, we're going to give you permission to make a call. Now, mind you, this is not something that the FBI wants to do is call up a <laughs> fugitive and say, hey, we're at your house. Where, where are you? <laughs> we we just broke we just broke the door down. Where are you? <laughs> so, um, we the decision was made to make the call. So, who do they give the phone to? They give the phone to the, of course, the hostage negotiator. That's me. Um, now I know that it's very low probability that this is going to be successful over a telephone, but I'm going to try. So, first thing I do is I when I dial the number, the phone line opens up, Tom, and nothing. So I say to an empty, what I, you know, it, caller is, hi, my name is Chip, and I'm here to help. Nothing. So the next thing I say to him is, and this is something I, I ask people, like, Tom, I, what would you say to this guy to try to, to, try to get him to, uh, to talk to you? I, I, I don't even know. I have enough trouble <laughs> getting clients to talk to me. Right, I know, I know. So, so my thing is I wanted to connect with him in, a, in an immediate way. And I wanted to show him also that I understood his position in life. So, so this is a guy that's a fugitive from justice, right? So he can't hold a job. He can't, you know, he doesn't know where he's going to lay his head at any point in time. He can't even call his mom because we have his phones. So at any point in time, he's always looking over his shoulder. He doesn't know who he can trust. So I say to him, and I ask this question, it was as using as much empathy as I can. And I say, how bad does your life suck right now? And I wait, seem like forever. And finally I hear, what's your name again? I said, all right. So then I, I then, you know, I'm not hearing anything else from the guy. I'm trying. So now what I do, Tom, is I'm, I'm trying to connect with this guy on an emotional level. And that's the other part of that is that if you can find, if you're not, you're not doing well on, in any other avenue, the quicker you can get to an emotional connection. The, the better off you're going to be. So what I'm doing is I'm looking down the street from where his apartment is. And I'm saying, you know, I, I'm looking down here and I see there's a pizza place. And I'm wondering if you've gotten a slice from there. And I'm wondering, are you like a, a cheese or a sauce kind of guy? Which, what's your ratio is it? And what kind of crust do you like? Because everybody in New York has an opinion about the slice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right? It's thing, yeah. Oh, you're saying it's like brisket and barbecue in Texas. Everyone's right, got an opinion. Right, exactly. right. I, I get the analogy now. Right. <laughs> and the next thing I do after hearing nothing again is I say, and I'm looking at the telephone lines here and I see there's a bunch of sneakers wrapped around and I know that means something in this neighborhood. And I'm wondering if your sneakers are up there. I'm wondering what event that that marked for you. And I'm waiting. Nothing. So I finally get to the point where I say, listen, um, I want you to know that today I'm here for you and I'm going to guarantee your safety. Again, that's a big concern for him, right? Because he knows that if he gets caught by the wrong people, who knows what's going to happen? It could be, it's a very dangerous, volatile situation. So I'm telling him I'm going to stay with him the entire day and I'm going to see him through the entire process. The next thing I put into after getting nothing back, Tom, is I say to him, I'm going to be waiting on the subway platform right by your apartment. You know which one that is. And when you step off that subway, I'm going to shake your hand and I'm going to be true to my word. So, all right, 20 minutes goes by, nothing. My team gets cut in half. I get a call from the front office saying, we want to see you, Massey, when you get back. <laughs> like, okay, 
I can see I'm going to be, you know, transferred to Alaska or something. About 10 minutes after that time, guy comes off the subway, reaches out his hand and says, mine said his name. He said, let's get this over with. Hmm. So it's that, it's that ability to, to see and recognize where that person is, whether it's a client, a sales, whatever it is, if you can connect and find that thing that's important to them. And this is something we often uh, talk about at Adele's, the, uh, the unstated narrative mm-hmm. is that there's, everybody's got a tape running in their head, right? Everybody's got a tape that's telling them something about themselves, something how they view the world, something that they intend to get out of a, a interaction. And the quicker you get to that, the quicker you find what that is, tune into that, dial into that, you're going to establish that kind of rapport and connection as, you know, quicker than the other person. And this thing about listening, right? Like this thing about listening, it doesn't sound very sexy. It doesn't sound, you know, all that effective. And you're like, okay, so I'll listen better, whatever. Um, you know, there's a couple of techniques you can use. Like when somebody's talking with you, you, you say the last three words um, that they said so they can hear that you're actually listening to them. And, but Chip said somebody, somebody used that the wrong way. Yeah. His glasses. Right. Right. So I, so I was, I was teaching a, a group of business startups and um, in the tech community. And this one guy said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about that technique. Matter of fact, he said, I, I use it on my girlfriend. I said, oh, this is going to be good. He goes, but it doesn't work. I said, oh, yeah. Okay. Can you tell me the story? Why doesn't it work? He goes, well, I was, you know, we were sitting there and, and I was on my phone and she was talking about her day. She says, you know, I had such a terrible day. And I'm like, okay, you had a terrible day. She says, yeah. So, you know, my, my boss came out and just started yelling at me for, for no reason. He says, for no reason? She goes, Yeah. Absolutely no reason. And you know what? I, all of my friends that were around me, I got so embarrassed. I didn't know what to do. And at that point, he said, <laughs> he gave himself away while I was describing it. And he said, and I said, and you didn't know what to do. And she looked at him, goes, wait a minute. You're just saying the last three words I've been saying. Right. <laughs> and he said, so it doesn't work, Chip. I said, it works. He said, you were just doing it wrong. You know, you were being manipulative. And she caught you. You weren't even paying attention to her. You were on your phone. So you're breaking all the cardinal rules. Breaking, but, yeah. breaking all the cardinal rules. <laughs> Very good, Tom. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the point is, is that like the FBI didn't all of a sudden get soft, right? They're not, they're not soft in their approach. The, why, why do they use this, Chip? Right. They use it because it is, it is deadly efficient. Using these skill sets is the quickest way to bring somebody who might be in a crisis state to a more reasonable state of mind. And that's what you're always trying to do, right? You're always trying to, to, to bring somebody in, into a more, uh, to a better understanding of the situation. Because if they're in a heightened state, they're in that, you know, that survival mode brain, right? And that survival mode brain is horrible for us. It's great if we're running away from a threat, right? Like a saber to tiger back in prehistoric days. But it's horrible in business situations when you have to think quickly you have to come up with solutions. You've got to engage that analytical brain. And that's what I, that's what we strive to do in, in our training is help people engage that brain again. So that's what you strive to do in your training is to engage <laughs> that brain again. Oh, you did it again. So, <laughs> transition, so transitioning to this training. So who should be coming to convince me? Who, who, what is the profile of the person who should be going online right now to convince me mastermindclass.com and signing up? 
Um, just anybody in corporate America, brand leaders, people who want to be master communicators in any business situation. It truly is anybody who wants to um, to be more effective, to be more convincing. I mean, I think that pretty much applies to everyone. Um, this concept of being able to read people better. Um, and, and I got to tell you, it's a little intimidating to partner up with somebody who's in the FBI office. Like he asked me a couple of questions and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to keep asking me that until I have to give him the answer. It's a little intimidating. I'll just say that. But I think anybody who really wants to be a better communicator, who wants to um, you know, scan the room for conflict clues, who want, they want to break through emotional resistance. And you want to actually project being the calmest person in the room in any situation, because the calmest person and Tom, you're a super calm person, you know, they're the people that people are attracted to. They, they're, they're the natural born leaders, but it's not, it's, it's something that you have to learn. It's a learned skill. And I think um, the things we're going to teach is something that everybody has to get better at. So what's the day going to look like? Let's walk us through the day. Sure. So one of the things we're going to do is we're going to take people through interactive, fast paced video scenarios, and there are going to be a number of different things. They're not going to necessarily be crisis, but they're going to be situations that you might find yourself in, like, um, you know, Mr. Mysterious interactive things that you're going to have um, in in a corporate setting. So let's say somebody is doing something behind your back, or um, there's corporate espionage, or you know there's a crisis within your company. How do you handle it? How do you handle it effectively? And then you'll hear from different experts who will give you their take on what they would do. And what's interesting about that is you'll hear from three different experts. Um, and I, you know, in doing crisis communications for companies like DuPont and Lockheed Martin and like some other huge brands, I can tell you that when you're in a crisis or when you're in a really difficult situation, you get advice from a lot of different people and some advice is better than others. And being able to suss out who has the best advice and do that analytically um, is going to be something we're going to be talking about. Um, just making decisions with um, little information doing it in a fast-paced environment, doing it with peers, um, and then, you know, getting the skills to make critical decisions um, with little information is, is huge. So we're going to certainly do that, those interactive fast-paced videos. We're going to have peer-based learning. Um, we're going to talk about, um, you know, who you are in extreme circumstances. Um, Chip does a really cool hostage role play. Chip, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So what we do is we, we, t- we take some volunteers and I have a role player that uh, is live uh, on, on a telephone line and we set up a scenario where they've actually uh, taken some hostages in a bank. So, so the participants then are volunteering to, to play a role of a hostage negotiator and also of the hostage negotiation team because it's a whole team effort. And uh, so they get a chance to, to role play that, to experience what, what that training is like. And we actually, um, and while you're take, doing, taking people through that hostage role play, we actually then translate six skills that people will get out of doing that, that can translate to real business situations. Um, and then like one of the most exciting parts I think is going to be, um, Jeff Hurt. Um, mm-hmm. he is an adult learning and neuroscience, um, you know, expert. He's going to take people through a cognitive walkthrough, which essentially is this idea that, 
um, you know, you're taking people through what they've learned. So it becomes more, um, more ingrained and, um, and more resonant for them. And, uh, and he's going to take them through that whole process, break down the materials. So it's really actionable for folks. Um, and then something that we have, obviously, afterwards is a VIP dinner and discussion. So it's going to be super fun. And Tom, we hope to see you there, too. I know. I think you're coming, right? I'm trying to adjust my schedule. So I'm, I'm going to be sure. in Madison that morning. So I'm trying to see, okay. can one get from Madison to Manhattan? It's still, I it's still, can. it's yeah. still the $65,000 question. The 2M. <laughs> so, so one yeah. of the things I keep hearing in everything that you're talking about that kind of goes to an important, and I don't, I don't use the word buzzword as a, as a negative. I use it as, a, as just a positive to an important buzzword that's in our business community right now is you're going to really take people down to the core of how to have critical conversations. And as entrepreneurs, we face critical conversations all the time. We have to have them with clients, with vendors, with employees, with our spouses. Sometimes we have to have them with ourselves. So let's let's address this as we kind of wrap this all up. Let's address this idea of critical communications. And I mean, Adele, you've been teaching crisis communications inside corporations for 20 years. And, you know, yeah. you're a major leader in that. And obviously, Chip, what you've done with the FBI, it's all critical because if the hostage holder, you know, goes the wrong way, he shoots people. You know, in, in Adele's case, you know, they get some bad tweets. So, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. They could lose a lot of money, like millions of dollars. Let's not, let's not make that too light, please. Yeah. I was just kidding, but, but nobody gets shot usually in, 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 a, in a corporate yeah. situation. Although I'm sure it's happened. You know, we would say nobody gets shoot, shot in politics, but I just saw the play Hamilton and, you know, the vice president did shoot the, you know, secretary of, of, uh, of, yeah. of whatever he was, of com <laughs> the treasury. Thank you. He was, there goes my history right out the door. The vice president <laughs> shot the secretary of the treasury. Uh, seriously, though, crisis communications. Why, why is that something that everyone listening has to pay attention to? Um, I just think, um, you know, in, in the type of environment that we have right now, uh, you know, it, we, we're pretty divisive um, in, in both the nation and, and what we believe. And, um, you know, and it's 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 really tough for us to have critical conversations, but we have to build up these skill sets. We have to talk to people we don't agree with. We have to deal with coworkers, clients that maybe are less than cooperative. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it's a myth that you go into work and everything is rosy. In fact, you have a lot of different situations that can be really challenging. Um, you can have a boss that's really difficult to communicate with. Um, you know, you can have employees who are doing something to sabotage you. I mean, you know, across the board, <laughs> across the board, it occurs. And so, you know, I think one of the things you have to do is you have to build your skill set to be able to deal with these difficult conversations. So it's not just... It's not just crisis communications. It's really just difficult situations that you find yourself in and how to get better at it. Nice. And, and Chip, your thoughts of, of why it's important to be able to have these critical conversations? Right. And that's, that's really the crux. And thank you for that, for that question and observation, Tom. It is, it's, it's all about, you know, being able to feel confident in handling these things that come up. It's, a, it's, it's what the, the concept that they call self-efficacy, right? It's about building up this, this, this new strength in, in getting the skills and embedding them in, in a way that, you know, you feel confident when that situation arises. It's not, a, it's not going to be a question of, am, am I going to be ready? You know, Norman Schwarzkopf is famous for saying, you know, the more we sweat in peace, the less we bleed in war. And it's so true also in the business environment. 
is that if you are, are confident in the skill set, like you'll get at the master class, then you're going to perform so much better because you're not going to be thinking about, well, what do I do next? And what's, what are the, you're, this, the foundation is there and you're going to be able to, to use that. So if some, as we wrap this up, if someone's listening and they're thinking, hmm, this does sound like something I should go do, what would you each say to them to convince them to come to New York you know, in November and attend Convince Me? Con- convince them. <laughs> um, what I would say is this type of masterclass is something that has never been done before. It's two very different disciplines brought together um, that I think uh, the reason why they should come is because something like this um, is only going to be offered once this year. Um, and you're going to be able to walk away with a playbook for managing your emotions wisely, um, for being able to determine what situations um, require what type of response. And you're just going to walk away being a better communicator, which is really everything um, in business. I mean, it's it's super important. If you're a better communicator than everyone else, you're going to win more deals. You're going to close more sales. You're going to just be more effective all around. So, Chip, if I give you the last word, because you did serve our country in the FBI. So <laughs> well, you, you've got you've got more you going for you than Adele and I. So we're going to give you the last word. <laughs> well, let, let me let me just say by this is that um, is that, you know, you've you've heard it said that people don't follow competence. They follow confidence. And, you know, we're going to give you both those things. We're going to give you the competency and the skill sets uh, to to handle the situations when they come up. That's going to lead to confidence. And you and I all know that confidence radiates. So that's going to be something that people will look to at you as a leader, as a sales professional, as an executive, whatever your job is. All right. Well, I hope everybody will go and check it out at convincememasterclass.com and sign up today. Before we leave, I've got to thank the sponsor of this episode. This episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Chip and Adele. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So I hope that you all enjoyed hearing a little bit about hostage negotiation and crisis communications coming together for the good of your business. It was fun to talk with my long-term friend Adele and my new friend Chip uh, here on episode 503 of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. We're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Adele and Chip. I know you're thinking that's not possible. Where would you ever find somebody as cool as the two of them? That's true. But, but yeah, listen to that. Yeah, that's true. We'll find them. We'll, uh, dang it. All I'll do from now till Tuesday. We'll find them. Uh, but in the meantime, go out there. Try something new. And while you're at it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.